Isabel, how's it going? Hey, Mark. You hear me loud and clear? Yes. I'm on a new phone here, so I just wasn't sure whether it would work or not, but it seems good. Oh, what kind of phone did oh, you it's, get? Oh, I, mean, I went backwards. I, I went from an iPhone 6 back to an iPhone 5. I ruined my iPhone 6, so I had to get another one from work. Oh. So they had, uh, they had old ones that other people who had already upgraded that had still kicking around. So until my other contract goes out, I'm stuck with the old iPhone 5. It's okay, though. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Totally. Well, I, I like the six better, but I, uh, I didn't. I, I dropped it once and smashed it, and then I, I ended up. It still worked, but then at about I don't know the beginning of September, it. I think I dropped it again, and it just the touch screen stopped working. <laughs> Technology, how Technology, um, yes, exactly. It has exactly. changed our our lives, hasn't it? And we forget how much these things are worth. It's like, I think to buy one of those things is like almost $700. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I get it through work and then they pay for it through, I pay, you know, like, a, I don't remember how it works. But in any case, uh, I still have a phone and it works. So that's the important thing. Aww. So how have you been? What What's new in your life? Ah, what's new in my life? Oh, it's like a trick question. Um, not so much. I've been... Uh, I guess the the newest thing is Ashley now works um, at eight o'clock till four o'clock, and so for dog letting out reasons, I've started working from six thirty till two thirty, which is a new thing for me. I've never uh, really been a morning person, but I'm actually quite liking it. Wow! Yeah, it's nice to get home that early. And then the thing is, is that because you're up so early, by the time eleven o'clock rolls around, I'm actually ready for bed. I'm my problem is, is I stay up until one or two in the morning all the time, and then. But now, by the time, like I say, 11 rolls around, I'm ready for bed. And <laughs> yeah. I like, a re- like a real old person that I am, right? I, my, my days of being young are over. <laughs> I don't think so. And, and you, on the other hand, I'm thinking uh, are back into taking courses at the, at the university again. And so we probably have some stuff to talk about there. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I'm doing uh, Advanced Studio and... Started a project on um, the juxtaposition of digital imagery and uh, physical drawing. Nice. So I'm trying to do a pairing, and it's uh, it's meeting a little bit of resistance because uh, uh, I think there's a misperception that uh, anything digital is not involved or it's not I think that's relatively backwards thinking myself I think it's the pixel the easy and the ubiquity can I say ubiquity like the like that it's that it's everywhere you mean yeah that it's everywhere yeah that's right yeah yeah Yeah, that makes people and professors and in the visual arts, maybe uh, they're from another time when uh, they had to learn so many things by hand, and it was yeah, difficult. Yeah, it's in a certain way it's easier, but in another way it allows you to pursue other aspects of being able to quickly work through your ideas, maybe, and and not have it be so slow. And, and there's pluses and minuses to it. I, I I take it seriously. I think it's a real art form. Yeah, I think so too. I but I I agree with the fact that 
there is something to be said about crafting a print or crafting something yeah. that takes longer. Yeah, and in a way, I think the complaint would be that it, it's made it too easy to make art in a way. But I think you still have to be creative, though. Like, I, I'm sort of sitting on the fence on this, I guess. But, like, I, I get that why you would, as somebody who's, you know, spent time in the trenches, as it were, and, and spent all that time learning, you know, how to how to draw and how to um, make prints, like you say, and to use how to different medium and learn oil painting and, and learn acrylic painting and learn how to paint on different mounts. And you spend like years and years and years learning that before you can really start to develop your ideas. Whereas with digital, you just kind of, it's just there, but I still see it as being challenging having tried it myself. I think for some of those people, it might be easier for them to do work on old fashioned medium than it would be to try to do digital work. Do you know what I mean? Yes, so that's that was my response to it. Um, I I find uh, working with Adobe Photoshop near impossible. Like, exactly, that's my point. I tried so many times. I I mean, I remember when it came out and I tried it and I, I was sort of catching it and then I I gave up on it. it and it was in the beginning of two thousand two, two thousand three, around there. So now uh, we're 13 years later, and I still don't know how to use it properly. Yeah, I remember back when I was making art, and I the program I used back then was actually CorelDRAW, believe it yeah, or not. And, yeah. and that's not the same as, like, Photoshop is a photo manipulation package, whereas CorelDRAW is a vector drawing package, so it's different. It's like um, Illustrator. It's more like Adobe Illustrator, so it's really a drawing package. But I found that it was useful to learn that stuff and to learn about layers and to learn, and it was good for doing for doing layouts. And I, for myself, I probably wouldn't have done finished um, artwork using it. I don't think at that time. This is a long time ago. I'm talking like probably like 2001 or 2002. But I, what I did use it for was for layouts of then things that I would move forward and try to create. Um, on some sort of other medium, either watercolor or acrylic. So yeah. I'd use it. So I'd use it as a way to almost make studies. Yeah, absolutely. But I think yeah. you can take it farther than that. I, I think it's legitimate to 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 use the two. And I think the idea of mixing them is smart. If that's what you were saying with the word juxtaposition, are you yeah. are you using are you like scanning things that you've drawn and then manipulating them digitally or? Yeah. So I. I have done aspects of this. That's that could be a way to go. I'm I'm figuring it all out. Um, I asked. Um, I, I had a, a start of an idea where I wanted to simply juxtapose them, but maybe like just kind of awkwardly side by side. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, how that. Well, that's how you work your way through it, right? Yeah. So um, I, um, I I asked David. Well, first of all, I suggested maybe uh, doing a day in the life of, and then I had uh, a friend that um, I just met at uh, the Arts Council, and I suggested a day in your life, but she didn't want to do it. So I asked David, can you take pictures of me for like, you know, um, two hours or so, and, <laughs> and I'll edit them, and I'll work with them with this really easy app that's for, like, kindergarten <laughs> kids, you know? So um, I started with this premise, and um, then I thought uh, I would match this with some form of drawing related to 
circus and anything to do with uh, characters or personnages like in Quebec uh, I guess the circus is kind of a big thing for us it's la fête like celebration is just so part of us uh, I remember uh, at la Saint-Jean-Baptiste going out in the street everybody would dress up you'd always dress up for something it was part I don't know maybe it was not that much part of us but it was in a way you know like it was just kind of fun to assume characters and uh, I also grew up with television shows that had a lot of those costumed people that were not almost like clowns like sod you know everybody <laughs> oh what it must sod. have been so weird to grow up in Quebec <laughs> clowns everywhere I just picture clowns and mimes everywhere And mimes and puppets. <laughs> and puppets everywhere, exactly. <laughs> I know it's sort of different. Uh, I totally get it. But to us, <laughs> I guess it was a good way for uh, to tell stories. It's just, and I'm thinking it might be a remnant of um, pageants, uh, Catholic pageants, or. Commedia dell'arte type thing where everybody meets in the market and there's, you know, a story being told and there was also a lot of um, a lot of cultural uh, traditions of les enterrements de vie garçon where when people get married you just you grab somebody and you you know how you have to it's like a stag but our stags are like you have you must humiliate this person and make this person do something That's wear, wear a costume wear a diaper do the most humiliating thing you can think of you make them do it you know and it's that's just kind of part of my growing up so I thought I would include elements of this and I've done it digitally di digitally but I don't think yet uh, I, my my peeps my peeps can see my idea yet, right? So I'm in the middle of putting this all this together. It's and it's sort of uh, bubbling up, and I'm starting to play with the digital images, maybe cutting them and pasting them as collage. I'm trying to to see how I'm going to do this. But I did send one photo that one of the photos that uh, Dave took of me just kind of in the house on the computer. I sent it to Vistaprint and it came back on vinyl and it looks pretty cool. So now I'm thinking maybe pairing a vinyl set of Une Journée dans la Vie de Isabelle, so a day in the life of Isabel Michaud. Madame Michaud, I'm saying. Right, right. <laughs> the teacher, you know, the teacher. Yeah, yeah, Mad Madame Michaud. <laughs> Madame Michaud, like in Madame Anglophone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Anglophone uh, culture, Madame, the Madame, the teacher, the French teacher is a Madame. And me, I grew up with just the word Madame. It's just a Madame. It's not a teacher. Because I used yeah, to say Jean-René, Claudine. Uh, I used to call all my teachers by their first name. We had Mademoiselle because she wasn't married. 
Ah, you see, like so, ma uh, Madame is it means something in 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 this part of the world. And, yeah, uh, but it doesn't mean anywhere else. <laughs> I don't think it means the same thing. Yeah, that's interesting. I never would have thought of that. Yeah, yeah, it means French teacher in an anglophone setting. Well, I think the equivalent was we were trying to say like Mrs. So and so or Ms. So and so. I think and. So we would have called our our English teachers like Mrs. Cowan or Miss Cowan or whatever, right? But you don't and, call your Madame teacher Madame Grenier. Madame no, we did. We did. No, we oh, did. Yes? We, we, yeah, we yes. used the last name as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm used to just Madame. Yeah, but I think Madame became a short form of it. I think I remember that as well. But I think both of them were used. Mm. Anyway, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is this a group project then, do I understand? Uh, no, this one, no, it's not going to be a group project. Um, however, I am going to start this uh, for Culture Days, which will be a, a group, a collaboration installation. So the idea of a, a day, une journée dans la vie de Madame Michaud, that that will be done uh, downtown. I've I've started my installation. I've done you know this my first out there installation. I've never done this before, so I've set it up and I'm playing with the images and um, I've put rings in them, so it kind of looks like a calendar or oh, yeah. agenda, a kind of thing like that. And so people will create collages, and they will be included in my installation. And okay. it will be done en français, so it's going to be an activité, une activité en français. It's the first time I, I do something artistically related en français, en français with uh -huh. my culture, yeah. That's so, cool. So it's going to be a first time, like lots of firsts, lots of... Uh, experimentation and I'll see if people come I don't know if they will come <laughs> but so it's kind of I'm, I'm testing it to see you know what people will because it does look a little bit sort of self um, centered you know because it's me it's all about yeah but me. art is all art's kind of a little bit about that I think you have to be careful to balance that that isn't what you do continually or people will associate that with you but I think if it's something that you do as a one-off thing or something that you do every once in a while, I don't think people can really criticize you for that. Yeah, the only thing is because I wouldn't have done that if it if I had had somebody I could ask. But I don't know anybody that would be that would you know you need somebody kind of quirky that just understands stuff. And so, so where would this be? Um, where would this be happening then? It will happen on Queen Street uh, downtown in, in the offices of the Arts Council. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And so this and this is part of your... It's just, what's the class that it's for? So this is for Advanced Studio. Um, so I'm, I'm going to see how, how that works. And it will be a, a way for, for me to test a little bit and how to use space and the elements in space that's always problematic to me you know trying to figure out 
how to place things, how to hang them, how to show them, how to exhibit them, making them exhibition ready. It's not easy. And I don't have a lot of money to be spending on, no. on tons of materials. So I used fishing line and I used a kind of sturdy cardstock to, to, to uh, print my images on and Again, like my images aren't Adobe quality. <laughs> some of them are a little bit kindergarten um, quality. I think I see some pixelation there. <laughs> well, then you got to go the other way, and you got to force that to make it so that that's part of it. Yeah, of course, so, you see. Of, of course, course, you see pixelation because I put it there. It was before it was too perfect. I had to. I had to take it down a notch. I didn't want to make everybody fall over because of the perfection. That's right. That's right. Yeah. How 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 will I? Yeah, I'm trying to play with that. So, um, I had kind of I went to Staples and I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give them some images and they're going to print them and it's going to be like two feet by two feet and the, there will be my posters and I will use that for for the installation. Came back. It was all stretched out, like right. the sizing was all wrong. Oh, yeah, it right, was, right. It was totally messed up. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do a good job with that, so I didn't use it. I didn't end up using it. But, um, you know, so I'm in the middle of figuring out all of this, and um, um, I need some ideas of artists that you might know or you've seen about, or maybe not like now not right now because you know maybe nothing will pop into your mind but, <laughs> on, the, on the spot yeah. but if yeah if if you come across some artists that do this sort of thing where uh, the digital is not just digital digital and physical together I, I you know, you know I, who you know who uses does a, a fair bit of stuff with digital manipulation is actually Brian Sabi. Oh yeah. So he might be worth it. Might be worth sending him a message and maybe getting into having a chat with him about it. Okay. Because yeah, he uses. Uh, I'm not sure if he's been using like photographs of of his paintings and then manipulating them, or fo or just photographs and then manipulating. But uh, I think. I, th I think that it would be worth talking to him about that because he's somebody who really embraces the new and embraces mm -hmm. the idea. Like, doesn't wouldn't look back and say, "Oh, I had to learn all this other technique." It's like to him, the newest thing is interesting and can and you can make art out of anything. Kind of I, to me, that's that's where my attitude on this sort of stuff comes from as well. I think so too, and uh, I had a, a discussion about this. I, I think I think people will come around to. To thinking that way too. I mean, it's to to me, it's just another. You know, think about the cubists. Think well, about well, exactly. I, that's Gasson what's going. And yeah, that. that's what's going through my head exactly. Like when they were in those cafes and they started grabbing newspaper clippings and you know ads for 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 this new plane thing or this new salon of of something and and they started. You know, cafe, uh, cafe Paris or cafe Je t'aime or whatever it was. That uh, I forgot what it was, but yeah, people must have thought that's not 
you know, you don't. Well, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That's not that's not art. Yeah, that's not that's not appropriate. That's well, that's garbage. You're but, and you garbage. can and you can you can think of a, a lot of artists, contemporary artists, and some that are are older that have gone through that in their own careers even like somebody like say i don't know if you know philip gustin if we've talked about him before but he was somebody who made these sort of fairly realistic type paintings and then suddenly he just went over to these really weird cartoon drawings with like giant cigarette butts in them and feet and things very interesting to me i really liked them in a really interesting this weird sort of pink color palette like I I love the guy. And then he it kept... But before he did that, I think he was an abstract artist. He went through a whole bunch of different things and kept reinventing himself. And is that fair? Are you supposed to just... You know, but is it fair to criticize somebody for doing that, or, or is it you know is it fair to expect that somebody's just going to continue to do th- the same thing for their whole career? And Picasso, of course, another great example. I mean, you know, he inve- reinvented art over yeah. and over. Again. Well, um, some people, I guess, they're comfortable with owning their skills and um, slowly building and uh, I see value in that uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel if, if that's your process but think about it though I mean um, let's say you're using a photocopier to make your maquettes and then you're you're painting from those or you go on a walk and you see some lakes and and you see water reflected on 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 the water, uh, the sun sun rays reflected on the water. Then you take photos and you take them back to your studio. You have them processed. You have them printed. Then you use those images to to draw or right, to make right. your artwork. That's that's all that's all good and fair and you know so. It's, you know, maybe pushing it to the fact that now it's like a two-second photo taken with your phone, printed on vinyl, and that's what you submit. Maybe not, you know. Yeah, well, there's there's certainly stuff that's more and less legitimate. To me, that's not that legitimate. I think there should be some level of human interaction and, and... well, then again, at the same time, was photography art, right? I mean, of course it is, but and that, but I mean, you could argue that at the same time that photography is is something that's dead easy and that shouldn't be considered in the same, you know, sort of I don't know level of seriousness as as somebody who is a an oil painter. And I don't I don't buy that either. I think a good photographer from a bad photographer is pretty easy to tell the difference when you look at their work. <laughs> Yeah, and I am a bad photographer. <laughs> well, I ah, am. But, yeah, and you just got okay. to remember to take the lens cap off. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, that happened to me many times. <laughs> I think my and make sure, make sure that you got fresh batteries in the camera. Those are the... Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is. It is interesting because it's back to the question that started a lot of our conversations early on, and what is art, right? Like, where, where, where do you draw the line? Yeah, my professor said, um, another professor said, well, everything is valid now. It's That's the way it is. But I still think there's a, a burden of proof on the person who's putting it out there to somehow make it legitimate. And that could be that you're an incredible marketer and you've sold it. And I give people credit for that. I don't have as much necessarily love of that stuff as I do of somebody who I see where they're really taking something and making it their own. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Like, so to say that everything is legitimate isn't really, to me, it's not true, even though, you know, you can do whatever. Yeah, 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 totally. Absolutely. No, no, no. I, I know what you mean. There's a new, uh, a new little series that came out this week on Netflix called Easy, which is fairly interesting by the, and they're all these little short stories, basically. They're not connected to each other about relationships. And there's one about an older guy played by Mark Marin, actually who is a, uh, a graphic artist who writes about himself and about other people in these graphic novels. He ends up connecting with this much younger woman who's an art student, and her whole thing is that she takes selfies of herself in all kinds of different situations and then presents it as art. Yeah. And, and she ends up uh, taking a picture involving him yeah. in it, right? Because it's like a picture of him like laying in bed with his butt showing or something, and he, and he, he flips right out. He, and then she's saying, well, wait a minute, aren't we doing the same thing you drew pictures of me as part of it and i'm just this is just what i do and then he flips out on her at her art opening about it and, and they ended up um it ended up that uh people were like on their can on their phones filming it and it made it like viral on youtube and it was one of these things where it sort of helped both of their careers it was pretty interesting i'd recommend the series actually it's quite good that's the only one that's really about art but i don't know i found the whole thing really good i haven't watched them all yet but that one for some reason that just reminded me of that this idea that Okay, I've just got a selfie stick, and I'm taking all these pictures of myself and all the various things that I do. I'm documenting my life, and now does that make me an artist? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, what was interesting is that I hadn't asked David to take a photo of me in a long time. Um, I, you know, I, I just have I take a lot of photos and. Uh, I didn't think about it, so, and I realized I didn't have that many pictures of myself <laughs> just kind of doing something, right? <laughs> so it was, it was really strange. Uh, Do you have any, did you get him to take any pictures of you chopping wood? No, but I was cutting um, these growth outside of my fence, these trees. There you ones. go. Close enough. Uh, Close I enough. Had, like big clippers and I was clipping them. <laughs> See, I'm like, I'm, re I'm reading your mind here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, the lumberjack, Isabel, will be next. <laughs> yeah, there were these uh, because I spend a fair bit of time doing that in the summer. Uh, these, these little annoying um, growths that they can grow to be, you know, we had one, we had a tree, a full grown tree that I had grown over the four, past four years into a full size tree. And those poplars are, are not good. It was really close to the house. So we had to have, have it chopped. Yeah. That sounds like the tree of heaven that we have around here. They're a complete nightmare. And I've got my neighbor, has one growing right beside our mutual fence. And I, I keep wanting to say something to him. It's like, do you realize that that's just a giant weed growing there? And it, they're popping up all over my yard now because you've got this thing there. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I haven't confronted him yet. I feel like it's kind of a jerk thing to do. But at the same time, take the thing down. It doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. It's. I have a, an apple tree and... Uh, my neighbors all get apples in their in their yards. Oh wow! <laughs> an apple tree is kind of cool. Those you, I bet you live in an old orchard or something. Then that, that would be there. Oh, like I before, don't know. like maybe before it was a subdivision, it was an orchard. Do they? I didn't even know apples grew way up in the up in the tundra up where you live. <laughs> yeah. Well, this year the apples got really really big and really juicy, 
really, really good. Really well, you should good. make some. You should make some apple cider, some alcoholic apple cider. I gotta check that out. That would be kind of that would be kind of fun to do. If I had an apple tree, I'd probably try that. Yeah. Uh, well, we had a friend visiting uh, the other day. She said that hunters might want them for deer bait. Huh. So. Well, the, other, the other thing you can do is you can gather them all up and give them to a, a local hog farmer. Pigs like to eat them too. Oh yeah. yeah. So that that's uh, one project that I'm working on right now. The other one is for painting for, and it's a little bit simpler as an uh, of an idea. But what I'm interested in is. Um, so it's it's a friendship between a cow and a zebra. So I've been making three or four paintings already of the relationship between them. And what's really my the point of this is um, to how am I going to vary the position of these two forms to make it so it's interesting you know, every time that picturally or uh, visually that it's it's going to be interesting and, and I will change the the treatment of it. So I've already done three and, and each one of them is painted differently. They don't right. have a lot in common. They have some points in common, but... Um, Both being four-legged beasties. Yeah, yeah. Well, Similar shape. I decided to go for something that, uh, because, you know, um, my professor's wife passed away and she, I was really close to her and it's difficult for me to to be in, in his class because I think of, about her, you know. So um, it's helping me because it's about friendship. This So... I'm, and I'm going to make a story with it too. So, well, you can go out. You, you can go out into the into your local environment and get good photographs and field paintings of cows, but you can't do that with zebras. There's no zebras around Sault Ste. Marie, as far as I know. <laughs> no. Maybe there's a. Maybe you could go to the Toronto Zoo or something. <laughs> yeah, I saw actually. It. I was I was in the, I was at the Toronto Zoo in June, and, and we saw some zebras. They're pretty weird. Like to see them up in person, to see them, it's just like man, that thing is like not real. It looks like it's just it's a creation of a graphic artist or something. That's right. It looks like some kind of when you see like the, them the, in, in the in the steps in the in the in the not the in the Sahel maybe it's called or the, in Africa in Africa in, yeah. in those uh, savanna in the savanna. Uh, they look like little uh, maybe. Um, Color color field uh, paintings. They're horse like, but they're not really horses. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I've always been fascinated by zebras, so I'll be curious to see how that goes. Now, the first one is that a final? Is this like a project that you are working towards as your like? I assume it and the course ends in uh, in in December. Mm-hmm. And is it? And this is the the project for the entire course. You work on this for the whole course, or is it something that's a a project that's like an interim project that you'll oh, like you that's an independent project so you have to make a, a statement of intent 
And that's going to be your project for the class. Right. So this is the one, the, the, the previous one you're talking about. Okay. So that's what you're going to be working on all term. So you can yeah. keep us, you can keep uh, the people up to date, up to date on how that's progress is going with that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's what we do. We all, each of us, we, we do that. And then we, each week we bring our work and then we discuss it. Yeah. So. Right. My challenge with that one, I think, will be, well, the first one will be to sort of not make it accepted, but um, not defend it, but uh, talk about it in a way that is felt. So I have to decide what what is this that I'm doing you know what right. what does it mean what does it mean why did I choose this everyday this banal this kind of routine kind of stuff you can see me brush my teeth this kind of thing <laughs> you know <laughs> I you know I, I selected little bits of me maybe I, I did some crochet I was doing crochet uh, going in the car why are these why are these actions important why why is it is it because I like to seize the day or I'm talking about the, the dreadfulness of routine but that's not what it is really I don't think so some people might read read it like that though but we'll see interesting yeah yeah so with a project like that one, um, do you have to then do a some sort of writing project that goes with it that explains it and talks about why it's relevant, and or is it just the final, just the visual aspect of it? Yeah, it always helps to to keep writing to um, to keep a, a, a not a diary, but keep. Keep uh, writing a little bit about it. Our professors ask us uh, to submit work like that sometimes. Not all the time, but uh, I do it anyway. I, I just, I just like talking about how it, how it's going and, and stuff like that. You know, what, what does it mean to me? Uh, it helps me. It helps me identify. Uh, um, elements, elements that um, might show in the work, and, and it keeps it from from becoming uh, a chore or dreadful. If I think right. about it, you know, and uh, I write about it a little bit, not too much, and you know, I, I don't want to belabor things because I can I can be pretty long. I can. I can drain things. Uh, uh, no, not drain things. Draw things. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch things. Sometimes. Stretch things. Draw them out. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's what it is. And um, I wanted to also to um, ask you, do you know any fiber artists that you like or anybody that uses material or I will say yes that? but I'm trying I can't think of any names I can't think of like there've been people that I've 
I've seen work like locally, but not people that I would say that I know, but that I know who their names. And then I think of, um, you know, what the Joseph boys, but I mean, you're not, you're people like that. And there's other, but there's other, there's a woman that I really like, um, who does a lot of fiber work. I think her name might be Magda. Mm -hmm. Something or other, but I'll have to think about that. I can, Mm -hmm. I can get back to that. Back, back to you on that. It's, I haven't thought about that in a while. Okay. And also, uh, what about, um, what do you think about, I was thinking about this, about um, eco, eco-friendly or green neighborhoods where uh, maybe cars aren't allowed. And well, one of the things that we, yeah, one of the things that with my job, not so much me directly, but my, you know, the conservation authority that I work for is promoting as, um, what do they call it? It's like, um, oh, my, my, my mind is slipping here, but it's this idea of having like green pavements and things that absorb water rather than have water run off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, they're building these neighborhoods and it's like in, in the rural areas, they called it best management practices, but I'm trying to think, I don't know, just on the spot for some reason, it's gone out of my head. Another sign of getting old when you can't think of things that you <laughs> yes. should, you should know because you thought you, you there, it's not like something I haven't thought about in like a, several years. Those things I say, okay, good enough. I've given, I've made room for other things where I used to remember that, but this is something that I should know. But it, it'll just come to me suddenly, and I'll, I'll blurt it out. Oh, but, I know. Yeah. But you know what I mean, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's there's there is that, and, and again, a lot of it is to do with like green roofs, where you have like flat roofs on buildings that would have like vegetation on them, and like several inches of um, like a porous like bedding material that those plants would grow in and that would absorb and so they could maybe absorb like 25 millimeters of water before they started having water run off and then that would slowly dry out as during the dry part of the of the summer and that and so um that 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 stuff's really interesting to me how far are we in in um, in communities in in municipalities in canada to to make people understand of the 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 value of this are are we close are we 10 years away from most of our towns being eco-friendly or or are we very far are we 50 years well i think the municipalities understand it to a certain degree especially in the bigger communities because it actually saves it's actually a better design for them for designing a lot of these things because it it allows them to not have like the older school way of managing stormwater, for example. Largely what, what I'm thinking about is they put these big ponds in that would take up a whole bunch of space and then they'd eventually get filled in with sediment and they'd become gross in the summer because they'd get algae blooms in them and, and they're, they're, it's really not a great solution. And the idea with that is that you, I mean, the principle is that as you pave an area that used to be farmland or forest, that you're going to have more water running off and then that's going to increase people having flooding downstream. So you want to try to hold that water back on the landscape somehow. And and so what they're doing is they're creating these, like I say, like green roofs and there's, there's all kinds of different things that are going in. And I don't think it's that widespread yet, but it is, you know, it is starting to take, to catch on. And a lot of the problems are in retrofitting. It's a lot of areas that have had these things in the past 
that have had problem. Like, I mean, in the real old past, the idea was you don't even have stormwater management ponds. You would just design everything so that you get it into the lake or into the rivers and drainage system as soon as possible. Right? Everything's paved to just get the water off the landscape. And that, you know, they found there were problems with that as you build up, especially in a big city like Toronto, you'd, you'd end up now people are getting flooded that never got flooded before. And whose fault is that? Right. So they're trying to figure ways of holding that water back. And that's, that's a lot to do with green communities to me is, is that, and also it makes the communities look better because there's now all these, like a lot of what you're putting in are plants and uh, vegetation to try to manage this. And so you get a lot more green space that way. Yes. So are people um, open to that? I think people are, but I think a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't understand that it's a problem in the first place, right? This is the issue. And, and again, I think you got to, if you start to look at municipalities, like there's probably some sort of initiative in Sault Ste. Marie where they're doing this somewhere, I would hope, but who knows, maybe the smaller, farther away communities where it's not as big of an issue, they're not thinking about it. It's hard to say. Yeah. Well, it got me thinking because I showed a video in my class about Quebec city, how, the old, have you ever been to Place Royale and Le Petit Champlain down below by the port? Have you ever been there? In Quebec uh, City? Um, I've only been to Quebec City twice, once uh, not that long ago, and we were there only for one night, and we were only in the old part of the city, and I was there <laughs> when I got married, my honeymoon. I went there in, in 1992, and as we were talking, and as we were talking about, um, you know, having certain spaces in your brain that you free up for new things, that's definitely in the category of something that I don't remember. <laughs> not because of, uh, not because I don't mean that in a way that it's because I'm trying to block it out. It's just it's so long ago, and uh, yeah. I'm, you know, what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a great experience. I loved it. Uh, but I, and, but we were there for several days like maybe even seven days or five days or something like that and uh we saw a lot of different things and i really liked it there but yeah we went to montreal for a bit and then we went to quebec city that was our our honeymoon that was the first time i'd ever been on a plane actually oh um did you know that this whole area in the late 70s early 80s was a part of town where you didn't go like it was all run down it was old old businesses from the 30s that had been abandoned by the americans and the buildings were in a state of decrepitude now where are you talking about in quebec in quebec city in quebec city yes really no i didn't know that yeah no um there was la place royale which was a little tiny part with a chapel, and it was, you know, by L'Escalier Cascou, just just this little tiny place. It was a museum, basically, and it it, uh, was open during the weekends, but the rest of the the neighborhood, um, people lived there, they they were poor, and um, the buildings were boarded up with plywood, and it was uh, uh, dark, People didn't want to go there. Anyway, those two people, those two guys, they they start bu- buying buildings, and they had a vision, and their vision was to work with people, the people that were already there, renovate their houses, 
and um, they would go, they would renovate the top floor, and then the inhabitants of the house would go live on the top floor, while they would renovate the, the first floor, and then if, if the first if they if they didn't want to go back to in on in the first floor, they would bring in an artisan, and the artisan would take up shop in at the bottom. So they worked with people like that, and they cleaned up the they cleaned up old mills and and took it down like tore it down and then built a park so the sun would come in and then oh, yeah. and um, like it was. A, a beginning of a green community. And when would this have been? That was in late seventies, early eighties, and since then, since then, it it's been it's been the the jewel of North America. Really, people come out from all over the world. It's touristy as hell. I don't like that part. But is it in the old city or is it? Yeah, it's, it's below by the port, by the old port. The, I might have driven by that area, actually, when I was there last time, come to think of it, because we were right down by the water at one point. Yeah, I think lost. Below, <laughs> just below the Chateau Frontenac. Yeah, 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 we were there. I, I know where you mean then. Okay, I didn't realize that. Okay, I, I hear you. I know what you're talking about. I didn't, I, I wish I knew that history when I was there, because I would have spent, you know, more effort paying attention i guess because we saw that on our way out of town i remember but we were driving to um we were we were actually driving to nova scotia oh yeah oh yeah totally get so it. we had a, we had a long drive ahead of us still yeah yeah well you know think about it it's kind of a, i'd love to go back there, there i'd love to bring restaurants. i'd love to go there with ashley sometime she's never been there i think uh quebec city the old quebec is a great experience for you know anybody that lives in North America for sure to get a it's so European and it's just I really like it. Yeah, so um, with the help of paint of painters, there were a lot of painters and artists and artisans. Um, they created a community that was sustainable, and they didn't. The mentality at the time, think about the 80s. The 80s, it was about... Uh, cocaine. Bigger, cocaine and Miami Vice. <laughs> yes, bigger and better and more mm. money and the yuppies. Un unshaved, unshaved Don Johnson beards. <laughs> so not not this kind of idea no, of community not, not, and collectivity. And no, you just want to go to Miami and see what's going down in Miami. <laughs> Yeah, so um, they kind of went against the grain of the mentality. But now here, think about this. Um, in Sault Ste. Marie, we have uh, mills that are closing. We have, we're a very industrial city. Uh, and neighborhoods that are kind of falling apart. If you walk on Queen Street, which is our main street, maybe one-third to close to half, I wouldn't say half, but one-third of the businesses are boarded up. But there's been a slow, slow improvement on that. But That's people good. don't have the mentality. So 
Remember when I was telling you that the, there was a counselor who said we should sell parts yeah, of the yeah, yeah. park? And, yeah, yeah, sell all of our assets. Some, yeah. So you see, that's the, that's the same mentality. But if, if you think about...